podcast on this Monday evening. Uh, happy 2024. Happy New Year. Merry Christmas and all that gubbins. I hope you had a good one. Uh, with me tonight, uh, we have, as always, my co-host, Peter Ray Allison. Good evening, everyone. And she's back. First guest of 2024 is Madam Misfits. Yay! <laughs> hey, how you doing? I'm good. Very so, good. How was um how was your first uh how was uh, your Christmas? How was your new year? Did you get up to anything good? <laughs> um everything good for me. Yeah, I'm a completely non-traditional person when it comes to <laughs> celebrations of the winter varieties. <laughs> I um you basic grinch. I am anti-Christmas. You're anti-Christmas. So, uh, what what um, uh, <laughs> as in completely as a no Christmas tree bar humbug. Oh, oh yeah, no tree here. I mean my kids had a tree. I, I wanted I had to hold myself back from even vomiting on that, but it was like yeah, I don't know. I just the forced it all feels very fake for me I mean yeah it all depends on I think on a family upbringing and how Christmas was introduced into your lives but but for me you know it was just chaos and being a mum as well it just adds more stress and you know now that you know I'm a, a singer for a living every penny that I earn I don't want to be spending it on that do you not like the sort of like the whole you know kids the kids getting excited for Santa Claus and all that stuff does that not sort of war- warm your your icicle heart I spent Christmas Day on a beach in Lanzarote, child free. <laughs> wow. Okay. How did, how did you manage to wangle that? Um, how did I wangle it? I just booked it. Um, I mean, we have we have very, very good grandparents. I mean, doing being an entertainer, you know, I work mainly Friday to Sunday. Um, so they've become very, very supportive and they love love their grandchildren very dearly. So we literally we went in the October with kids to Lanzarote. We were like, place is lovely, but the kids have made it a nightmare. And uh, how about my, my husband works a very Monday, Friday, nine to five job. I work a very unsophisticated Friday to Sunday job. So very often. Exactly. So I was like, hang on, Christmas sort of makes sense. I don't like it. I don't work. He doesn't. So yeah, it just happens. And you know what? Yeah, it was the best thing for me. I, I suffer quite heavily with seasonal disorder. You know, right, I, okay. I get quite yeah the sadness. And being in the creatives, you know, when I should be, if it's my like low season, I should be writing and kind of being really passionate, using that time wisely. And like now, I'm just sat in a corner. Like a, I'm basically a hedgehog. Like the hedgehogs have got it right, man. Like I could just this. Although me getting ready tonight, I was like, oh shit, I'm a somebody. Like I've literally been living at the bottom of a Cadbury's quality like box the last few weeks and like, <laughs> too much cheese and crackers i'm like oh shit i better start working now so oh, that's but, a shame. yeah i always i always feel slightly sad when people don't like christmas um but i i understand that um <laughs> so people just haven't had the same sort of um you know like some people just it, it's a, it, it just means bad things for them and stuff and i can i can kind of grasp that but for me like Christmas has always been amazing and it's always been like very Christmas card sort of like thing. Family gets around, Christmas jumpers, um, sort of, you know, <laughs> turkey and ham and carols in the morning. And we have like certain traditions that are sort of the certain traditions that have had to be adhered to. Granted, like 
this year because like my dad's not here anymore and my mum's sort of older and stressing about everything and stuff it's sort of being like we've <laughs> this is really sad <laughs> like we we got stockings my mum put stockings out for us until we were like late 30s you know i'm only only now not getting them and it's kind of sad because it's that little <laughs> tradition is gone and it's sort of yeah. like all these little things that we've done growing up where you know we always yeah. had the music always went on at seven o'clock in the morning there was always sort of like you had your your crumpets and your your croissants in the morning and my mum would have a brandy or something like this and it was all very sort of wow. wonderful and and the stockings going was sort of very sad but yeah, I, I just. Yeah. It's, but it's, I, I completely sympathise with you, Sarah, though, because because uh, I've got three kids, so Christmas is absolute stress, panic, keep everyone happy. So I get relaxed and feel that Christmas spirit when they're all in bed and can just flop on the sofa with Kelly and watch something and just chill out and just <laughs> switch off. So you yeah. had your family. Every, you had your family around this year, didn't you? We had everyone over, which it was lovely to have everyone together again after four years. Because my dad's been very ill. Um, my mum and dad live up north, 150 miles. So chance to get everyone together is few and far between. So they made it down for a few hours. It was great to see everyone, but it was really busy. And just like no, I'm just kind of just like chill out now. That's so it doesn't feel like we've like growing up. Um, we always had, like, I don't remember there being a Christmas, um, in my household until pretty much after my dad died, where there wasn't a million people in the house. So there was always cousins and my uncle would turn up with all his army mates and, um, you had like loads of people, the house, my, my, we'd have a massive Christmas dinner at my house, my house, my mom would cook for about a million people. And then we'd go to my granny's the next day on Boxing Day and repeat there would be yeah. the same amount of people and stuff. And, um, it's... Now, it's Put yourself in your mum's shoes of having to cook for a million people. Oh, yeah, and yeah. this, this and is, is why. This is it. She like I don't get me wrong. My my mum stresses at the, the the smallest of things, so I, I fully I fully uh, sympathise because it's literally a case of the men just going to kind of sit there and make half hours attempts at helping uh, get shooed off by my mother and my sister, and then they panic about things, they forget things, and then they think they've ruined Christmas, and then they're all like you know panicking because you know they've not done their what they're meant to do and. Nobody really cares, but they're in their heads. It's the worst thing ever. But um, and my mom likes to stress about things. But then, when they're all the stress is gone, I think she realizes that she kind of likes having the people, it, despite the stress. She kind of likes having everybody around and stuff. So it's like mm-hmm. it's a bit of a double edged sword. It's like she said to me. Also, um, it's so you know, it's very, every house is really quiet now because everybody's gone and stuff. And it's like you know, I think. They kind of like the the the, the kind of like as much as it's stressful at the time. I think they enjoy all the company and all the people, and there's lots of stuff going on. And as a kid growing up with that, you know, it was just like something that we had. There was always people around and stuff. And then you know, only getting slightly older, it being you know, you know, just us, you know, and it was just sort of kind of sad. I've realized we've been chatting for 10 minutes now and we've not even introduced you. So please, Madam Mitchell, can you please? We have introduced her. Yeah. No, what do you do? Who are you? What oh, you, you haven't done that thing. <laughs> for people who've been living under a rock, uh, <laughs> for people who've been living under a rock and um, don't know who Madam Misfit is, who are you? What do you do? What's your thing? Who am I? Um, Madam Misfit, otherwise, Sarah. Um, I am a. 
Well, what do I put? Do you want me to read out my new ChatGBT bio? <laughs> yes, oh, I yes. do. <laughs> I want to see what ChatGBT has to say about you. Oh, I'm in, I'm in the 21st century now, boys. <laughs> Here we go. Uh, let's have a look. Since 2019, Madam Misfit has dominated stages big and small with her unique blend of hip-hop and swing, showcased in two successful albums. A ball of energy wrapped in a spectrum of colours, she invites <laughs> audiences into a world where mayhem and mischief reign supreme. With witty rhyme, she orchestrates a kaleidoscope of comedy, leaving an indelible mark as a true maestro of mischief. Wow, very Ooh. good. Yeah. Now, yeah, did you have yeah. To, now, did you have to edit that at all? Because I find with ChatGPT, when I'm doing stuff for our D and D campaign and things, it it it's it can be a bit lame sometimes, and you have to do some heavy mm-hmm. editing. Did you have to heavily edit? Yeah, that? <laughs> it was quite. Funny. I picked out phrases I really liked. I liked uh, "Maestro of Mischief." I really liked that, and I wanted to bring this year. I'm all about color. I'm bringing some color yeah, into my say, life. I like the dungeon. So um, the whole I broke it even before. I Oh, I'm looking cool. It's very though. 1980s. Very it's very, it's very, very sort of uh, yeah. what's it called, salt and pepper. Wait, okay, I'll go with that. Let's <laughs> go with that. But um, yeah, that. it was a few. I kind of like. It's hard writing about yourself a biography anyway. Um, so I was like, I'll give this a go. And then I think after I picked out a few phrasing, like, no, write it better, write it shorter, write it, <laughs> write it funnier, write it. And then I've got like different versions. Write it for like a pitch for a festival. I'm like, so. Yeah, I can see the, the the help in it. So it was having somebody else sell me. Yeah, know, it's, so. it's it has its uses. I think it's like people who use it solely just to create their own thing. Um, I don't mm-hmm. see how they how they do it, and I can see why they get caught because, um, yeah, it doesn't write things. It writes things well in a sort of weird way acceptably uh, it, I think it, acceptably but not with passion yeah you can, you can definitely tell um but it's it's good like i find it very useful for like you like you've done you pick out ideas oh i quite like the way it's phrased that i like that idea i like what it's done there and then you can create your own thing from it so it is very good for just creating uh get it, basically spitballing ideas and then creating something that you're you know you yeah still with. yeah I don't ever want I work with a lot of creatives whether it be graphically or musically I never want it to replace anything because yeah. I love being able to employ those very amazing talented people yeah. that I yes. rely on massively so yeah I think there's always a, a, a fear of that pushing those types out so you, you should yeah. um <laughs> you should try and get it to write some lyrics for you and just read them, read, <laughs> read them verbatim. Don't, don't let it, don't unedit it, just verbatim as it is. And just... <laughs> I am writing a, um, I want to, I mean, I love my musical genre. Like not only do I do chat pop, which is comedical posh kind of rapping, but I'm trying to delve a bit more into kind of musical cabaret. I want to do a fringe show eventually. So actually I love the idea of writing. I'm just reading it. Like you said, really straight space and just being as stupid as possible. (laughs) Upon a grand piano sort of thing in a frock. Chat GBT wrote this. There is a guy actually, a rap artist that got them to write a rap and it was, it was awful. Like it has no emotional kind yeah yeah yeah. it's like i've i've tried and even with prompts and things like that you just you can tell it's a computer um you can tell like again it's there you know i don't think it you know i don't think we have to worry about it sort of replacing creatives anytime soon even the artistic side of things there's like there's glaring issues with it and stuff that can be pointed out and stuff you can see um things are just odd it doesn't grasp but um 
yeah, it's good for ideas. I don't think it's going to replace anybody anytime soon. Famous last words, 2025. Well, I was at, <laughs> yeah, I was at um, a ChatGBT summit um, October last year. And I mean, there's some, there's some great uses for it. But and there's almost a myopic approach to it. Like they're not accepting like no, people going, no, don't be that's quite good. Nope, nope, it'll be fine. It's going to replace artists. It's going to rep- completely create new things. And we're going, no. I, I mean, I was brought, I, I was part of this panel on the stage talking about the um, chat GPT and chatbots role in media. I said, what do you think it was going to replace journalism? Going, no. News is about what's new. Chat chatbots can only about, write about what they have in their language model, what which has already always been written. They can't write what's new because the only based on what's already exists. They can't kind of come up with ideas, and that is why you know humans will you know. That's why you need humans, basically, because yeah, you yeah. need the people to kind of go. It's good at hey. sort of, it's good at certain things, like it, it, it's good at analysis, and it can pick up certain things yeah. that maybe the human brain can't get its head around when it it comes to sort of human things where you're trying to give passion and and reality to things and sort of uh creativity effectively it it can't because it's playing upon stuff that's already come before it it can't it doesn't really have any originality and stuff it's just good at sort of i think being a muse and helping you Mimic. create it mimics but, yeah it but, mimics rather you know, than for, creates. for techie side of things like my work are starting to use it um and it is very useful in certain aspects especially in monotonous tasks where there's a lot of data entry and you need to sift through things and find certain things it's great with that because you literally it's taken out all the sort of all the monotony out of it but when it comes to you know the arts I don't. I don't think you're going to see anything missing yeah. anybody anytime soon, if at all. To be fair, this doesn't. I don't think you could ever get that. That would be, you know, that would you'd have to it's sort a, of you'd have to have something that would beat the Turing test, be able to sort of you know do that, <laughs> you know, to be you know persuade somebody that that it's human. Then, mm-hmm. yeah. am I getting involved in a nerdy debate? You are, here? and here's here was you so, saying. Yeah. Here was you saying, and you're not going to talk this before the podcast because you, you're not a nerd and you got you can't talk to things. And you started this. You were talking about ChatGPT. You created this whole conversation. I did it. I know. Everyone's going to like whenever I put that in a type out or something. I know who wrote this. It wasn't you. <laughs> <laughs> it's based off me and things I put into it. So, yeah. so if somebody um, wants to write my bio, go for it. Then. <laughs> okay, challenge accepted. <laughs> Thank you. Okay, so okay, and- Lanzarote, uh, you're off at Lanzarote. You came back. Your kids were mortified because the parents weren't there. Joking, um, but they <laughs> they don't care because they got presents. Um, what what's been going on then? Um, well, well, what have you? No, actually, what what did we, what did you have up to? I'll speak in English this time around. What did you do? Uh, what have you been up to since we since we last saw you? Oh, Jesus, it's a whole year. Literally, it's like a year to the day ish. Was that your first last year, wasn't it? Yeah. What yeah. a way to start the year. Oh, shit. This is wow, nice. wow, there you go. I know. It's, it's so going it to have to be a tradition like now, isn't it? Twenty twenty. Implement. <laughs> yeah, it's <laughs> tradition every year. Start the year with budget misfit. I like that. Uh, well, it was. I was just going to recap 
so quickly one of the big reasons why your Christmas mat sounds absolutely beautiful no wonder you are very passionate about Christmas my family all literally want to kill each other so that's why my <laughs> Christmas is very different we all it was literally me in a front room with my parents and a box of like double a batteries and that was Christmas for me um and then the royal family were usually on telly um not the actual royal family but the one with um yeah that front room kind of bass drum yeah. was really bad that's all that was on telly and Fred, Frank Dibner that was about it um that was my Christmas um but yeah I uh, in one of my other guises I sing a lot of Christmas so from November literally to Christmas Eve I am a Christmas whore. I am singing everything. You hypocrites. <laughs> you hypocrites. I oh, hear Christmas. I go to Lanzarote. I will milk Yeah, the full 12 days of Christmas are up here until <laughs> Boxing Day and it's, it's gone. So, um, yeah, so I'm, I'm at most Christmas markets and most big stately homes singing right up until Christmas. Um, but then, yeah, so working back, I mean, I'm trying to think what stands out. I mean, kickstarts the year of course sci-fi weekender yeah and it is it is the start of my year kind of so i mean it's great because i'm there this year as well for the big anniversary 15th anniversary of sci-fi weekender 15 ish i believe is it isn't it ish it was 15 (laughs) full ones has also been um like the the sci-fi weekend in the cities the satellite events they did for a couple of times in sheffield and yeah it's kind of 15 ish give or take where did where was it originally before it was down in norwich Um, i'm sorry sorry it's not norwich it's in great yarmouth Yarmouth. Uh, before that it was in fwelly in north wales and then before that was it, it was in ever or sheffield it was in sheffield for the sci-fi weekend in the city there was these sort of satellite events yeah, 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 smaller kind of you know ones which kind of experiments we've decided not to bother with and but it started off in like as originally as sfx weekender oh right okay and basically after, after a couple of events SFX said, no, not for us. And but the organizers, she went, you know, we think we can't like this idea. Let's keep going with it. So they turned the X into a W and there you go. Okay. Uh, and that was in um a Soviet gulag era um um holiday holiday park. And it really was as bad as it sounds. Like literally like, people like people had like they lit the gas stove just to keep warm. Mm. It was like one time, like during a, a, a <laughs> snowstorm, it was that bad, and people were actually leaving because it, it, they, were, they were going to get snowed in. Okay. So it was, they were memorable for all the wrong reasons, but it's got a lot better and to what it is today. I still love mm. being in <laughs> 15 years. I, 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 I got free tickets bad. to it once and didn't go for unknown reason. I can't even remember what it was. It was here, this would be like years. This would be 2000. 12 2011 2012 i can't remember what i think we may have got them for uh giveaways or something and um i didn't um i could give them away well no i got them away but i could <laughs> no, because right. i got i got i got a ticket as well but it was just like i i don't remember why i didn't go so i'm still not i'm still not being bearing in mind that the majority of our guests on here are sci-fi weekender alums you know and everybody's talking about it and i'm like i've still never been that should be a resolution yeah, yeah. well, well I'm, the problem i've got is 
Um, I've got, I'm getting married this year, and um, get married uh, to Sapphire Ginda. And get yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, I don't know. Be fair. Uh, my fiance is really mad. She, well, she's into her anime and stuff like that. And she does like her nerdy stuff. So, but yeah, it's um, there's a lot of stress going on with all kinds of craziness. Um, and so I don't see myself doing a lot this year, especially when it costs me money and driving dri- <laughs> driving to Great Yarmouth. Uh, it's probably yeah. not gonna. It's probably not gonna happen. Um, though I could try and persuade year. her. When is it this year? May, March, 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 March. sixteenth. Yeah, it's yeah. It's literally the day after my wedding anniversary. Aww. <laughs> so yes, yeah. <laughs> interesting time packing. Uh, yeah. Uh, so, I was gonna say so. Literally, Sci-Fi Weekend kickstarts my year in March, but now I'm in this weird kind of like admin-y bit which I, I'm trying to make the most of so I did my first tax return last week oh no which was like, oh, oh my yeah. god I hated it um yeah that's the first like I get somebody sent me a little meme and there was like why work 40 hours for someone else when you can work 80 for yourself <laughs> literally <laughs> and it is I do I do not stop because I love it so much but then they like they'd like jump on you by yeah we know you're enjoying yourselves that much but here's a shitload of admin just to annoy those creatives that hate doing paperwork so you don't have, um, an, but you it don't have your own accountant then no so i joked the other day someone messaged me like um how do i go about booking you do i need to speak to someone i was like yeah that'll be your manager and then i just left it with my manager i left it a couple of seconds like who is obviously just me there is there is nobody <laughs> else like i keep meaning about taking someone on like i've got friends in bands who've got fans who run this the social media pages and that and i think i'm just a bit of a um a control freak <laughs> like, so i don't think i could pass it on without yeah i think that's it yeah i so, think it's uh, you know one one you're you're not having to share out share out that whatever money you make and two unfortunately mm-hmm. lots of other people and you know we we as a geek pride we had at one point in time 40 people helping out yeah. with the site and as much as that was awesome and it was great having that many people doing things shit went wrong all the time because people were just mm. doing their own thing and it felt like yeah. um i was doing my normal job my day-to-day job and then coming home and having to do a second job trying to keep everybody in line and doing things and there was always stuff going wrong and it was just like oh i need to stop this so it pretty much being me pete and a couple <laughs> of others sort of you know who drift in and out feels a bit better now because it's just sort of like you know you can trust pete he can trust me and we we do our own thing and it's just sort of you know less stressful yeah i think also creators tend to have kind of um i think our control freaks yeah i mean we we have like our own kind of brand image that we want to project and we know how we want to project it Mm. so kind of sharing that with someone else again that bit of are you gonna know do it right and you can and you almost spend almost just as much time overseeing what they're doing, yeah, as you would be, yeah. Kind of, so yeah, I can imagine it's kind of. And I was at this talk many years ago, and we're talking about the. I was talking about the business of writing, and you can, you know, being writer is great. You can create, you can do what you want, but this is a business, and you have to run it as a business. Yeah, that's it. I think that's the, I mean, there's things like I've learned now, like with these mad flourishes of ideas, I get kind of the hyper uh, active side of me is that I now write them down, leave them, come back to them. And then I look through my lyric back. I'm like, 
thank Christ I did not write a song, <laughs> you know, or that line or that, you know, I kind of have to start sitting on things and padding. And that's basically what I'm done now. So I finished my tax return last week, which is like the number one priority. At the moment, I'm responding madly to anyone that's emailed me <laughs> over the last few weeks and just kind of planning out the year. And then comes the fun bit of writing songs. So that literally takes me up to Sci-Fi Weekender. So that Sci-Fi Winder Weekend that I can launch all my brand new songs is sort of a test audience. That's kind right, of a, okay, nice. I like that idea. So, and uh, I've got big plans um, for Sci-Fi this year because there is a, a song that I believe, uh, Pete, you were involved in, weren't you? That we oh, I, oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah so um it's fast forwarding a little bit but it brings sort of in line so i wrote a song um to kind of do to all my lovely nerdy geeky fans called power up and it's like a little retro gaming song it samples in all of uh, a bit of street fighter sonic the hedgehog um mortal kombat and um and super right. mario <laughs> <laughs> it's it's all in there but the great bet so uh, when i hosted i created a nerd night so essentially a madam misfit show twins with a dim credible impossible quiz night um i got the audience to we recorded them doing the chants the bit of the chorus bit so you are encapsulated in that track and at sci-fi weekend and this is official announcement to everyone attending this year the music video for that will be coming out as well hopefully played behind me oh, no way. of which I am being 8-bit drafted into a video game. Oh, amazing. And there's going to be a little version of me changing colours of dungarees and hats and running through a game and stuff. So wow, that's really that's, good. Yeah, I'm really excited. Literally, the, the lady who's making it for me, oh, my God, she's, yeah, I, I cannot wait. It's going to be epic. I think I'm just going to have to stop singing it and just turn around and watch. <laughs> so, like, so i can't wait i get to disappear into a little pipe and then i kind of like oh, wow. and then everyone gets the, and i get to be like a combat player in like street fighter mode and yeah very excited for that so so that's sort of my my sci-fi weekend kind of a thing but then um the next thing that sort of happened around that time was my carnival of chaos shows my big oh, yeah, yeah, shows yeah. that was my big thing of 2023 that was yeah they really took off as well didn't they it was crazy yeah i mean like again another one of my dopamine fueled like little dreams i was like i'm gonna run a circus um <laughs> and literally um overnight had this idea that yes we were going to play a circus and from there i mean and before the end of the year we'd done what four or five shows two of them sold out brighton fringe um we did york reading our biggest one being uh, Lincoln. We had a big show in Lincoln, 150 plus people. Wow. It was just absolutely mental. So, um, so that was an amazing thing. And they've still got this year. There'll be uh, Carnival Chaos performing at Basingstoke, which is a steampunk Cobbles and Cogs. Um, the evening of the second. That'll be along with uh, Professor Elemental as well. And I've got my circus show there as well. But, but that was a huge thing to have become but uh um, part of my brain is like yeah i've done that i'm bored of it i'm not i'm not bored of <laughs> <Yeah>. it <laughs> i'm really bad ADHD for much. Yeah. done that exactly yeah <laughs> like no i'm not bored of it i'll keep it alive and yeah there's there's still places i can take it i really want to get to like festivals and things like that doing doing the circus but um but yes yeah, so that was a huge part of my year um and then my BAPST also was a, a thing. Have you heard about my BAPS, Matt? No. <laughs> <laughs> okay, because you bear in mind over BAPS, back home Matt. in Northern Ireland, BAPS are yes. what people call yeah. boobs. Yes. 
Yeah. Yeah, that's the one. Yeah. Okay, so, yeah. but mine are very different. The BAPS is the British Aeronautical Piloting School. Oh, right. So, okay. <laughs> I took on the role of Amelia Earhart and created a fun, family-friendly piloting school. Um, of which, about a couple of feet away from me, I have a. Oh, I don't know how it's been made. It's kind of somebody has made me a plane that I can wear. It's about the size of a Fiat 500. This is what happens when I decide at 200, two in the morning, I'm going to contact someone <laughs> to build me a plane. Like, I laugh, but I, 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 yeah, okay. You, you are, you are ADHD, aren't you? I am. Yeah. I'm waiting for the yeah the, the result. I've been a referred. Just yeah. waiting for the. But like, literally, every I'm literally staring at this thing now, and it is amazing. Like, like in the cosplay community, when they go to town, like, I mean, let me just like fill for ten seconds. I'm just gonna grab the front okay. of it. Like, it's crazy. <laughs> <clears throat> You know, now, Matty, you've been introduced to Madame Miscuit's Pops, and it is as <laughs> gloriously insane as it yeah, sounds. Yeah, it's like, get your Pops out, is what they say in Northern Ireland, yeah. but obviously not the same sort of Pops. Right, okay. So this wow, is the front. that's insane. <laughs> that's that's just the propeller. Yeah, if anybody's listening, you have literally the front of a um, an engine from a, from a plane. Yeah. A World War yeah. Two um, plane, yeah, it's made out of Evo foam. It all bolts together. It's yeah, absolutely amazing. Did you make? Wait, so is, did, you, did you make that, or did somebody make that? For I you? made nothing. Oh, okay, I made right. nothing. That's, that's like my God. The talent continues. <laughs> oh my God, no. Um, yeah, the problem is when I ask people to make it, I don't mention budget, or I just make it. Just keep me in the loop, and this person didn't keep me in the loop. So now, literally for the cost of a car, I now have like a tiny plane. So I now say to my husband, like, whenever I have one of these mad ideas, just mention the plane. And and the problem is, whenever I do my BAP show, it's literally take the plane in the car and nothing else. And no one, like family can't come. I can't take any PA. It's like either or. <laughs> so, yeah. I mean, it looks amazing. I mean, it's something that's wacky races. Like, it's absolutely amazing. I will go to like a walkabout, a festival in it. And it's got a little dungaree like little straps. I kind of go around with my flying <laughs> helmet on. It's mental. But, it um, must weigh a ton. No, it's really mm. light. It's all foam. Yeah. And it's the details you are ridiculous. Inside the. Inside the cockpit, there's little photos of like my family and stuff, like your words. And... Oh. Yeah. Wow. And there's like two cups of tea on the side, like bombing raids. You know, you have your bomb drops, it's just teacups. That's so... really good. Like, I have, to, I, you have to respect sort of people who can create that well. Like, I, yeah. I, I went through my sort of impulsive adhd field i'm gonna do cosplay um a couple of a while back uh and created um some stormtrooper armor or uh, sort of imperial well it's imperial guard in the star wars universe not the warhammer universe for sci-fi not sci-fi weekender for uk games expo which games expo. yeah i actually won a prize when i was down there i didn't even enter the i didn't even enter the cosplay competition they just sort of kind of nabbed me and went you're meant to be over here and i was like what and they pulled me over into the the cosplay competition and i still got the um oh got it somewhere around there but yeah i won a prize but um yeah that was literally me kind of going i'm gonna do cosplay and i'm gonna learn how to use this i'm gonna cut eva foam and i'm gonna do this and 
and then I've never done it since. <laughs> I think I built it once. Yeah. I built it once, but all the stuff, but everything that you would ever need to create cosplay. And um, I, actually, no, I lie. I did it once more, uh, and then I just I haven't. I've got a big pile of stuff in a box upstairs that'll probably never get used again because that notion of creating things is not there anymore. Um, but you've got to you've got to respect them because it, it takes a lot of work. And some of them, they are just absolutely insane. Some of them are just so like, there's one called Kamui Cosplay. Uh, she's um, Austrian, I believe. Um, and uh, she is absolutely fantastic. Some of, like, she puts lights in it. She does all kinds of crazy stuff. She does, And the one thing, she shows how she makes it bit by bit. And it's just mad. And it, may, it, it kind of feels like it's easy and you could do it. And that's why I wanted to do the thing because it's like I could do this but it's not easy it's so hard and if they do it really well like obviously the, the person who's done it for and, yourself and, and it takes days yeah, and weeks yeah, yeah. and months to create and it's like, the storage them. though yeah the storage the guys that do the Warhammer like things like absolutely ridiculous oh yeah like, there's the big power armor oh, things like I you know yeah. um, like Dave and I, I just yeah where, where they put all those uniforms and stuff and I, I, sort of I, I have idea. enough trouble storing Zaphod Beaverbrox's head and <laughs> oh. I, and threw in Sindri, I, threw, I threw mine out I threw mine out Pete will you will you put away Zaphod's head he keeps staring at me <laughs> when you're uh, you're when you're having some uh, some times you know you should just put it on the side of the bed sort of staring we <laughs> 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 one time we were having some as you put it um fun times and oh, um, I, was, I was going i was going out dressed up with zaphod and i went to kiss kate goodbye and she went to kiss zaphod <laughs> <laughs> it's like it's you know it's just just like in the morning hang on if you ever do a thing where you're kind of feeling a bit kinky i repeat you could do let's do dress up and then you could rub on your your second head and be all like let's go it's like a threesome without being a threesome yes i say i've got three foam heads just because i like buying wigs and never wearing them like i've got loads of wigs and then never wear Again, massive impulse buy. Like, yeah. uh, oh man, I, 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 don't talk to me about impulse buys. This whole room, my men's an impulse buy. But um, yeah, I just yeah. like I threw out my costume. I just, but I also get to the point where I feel good about it at the time, and I'm not sure if it's the same with self. But I, I feel good about it at the time. I'm like, this is really good. I'm, I'm doing, you know, and I'm, 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 I'm a quite a creative guy. I'm, I'm good, but I'm really down on everything I do because Detail. I like to just like, I'm just, this isn't as good as it could be, or I, I feel like I could do better. And it got turfed. I literally, I was moving house and I went, right, I, I don't like it anyway. Uh, all that time I spent got chucked in a skip, and uh, like my brother kept his. He did, um, what did he do? Um, Nightwing. This, this, yeah, he did Nightwing. This was just for Halloween. We did it for a Halloween thing, and then sort of ended up in UK Games Expo. But he did his. He keeps his in the background when, and then it looks really good. And mine, um, I just threw it in the bin because I was just like, I don't like it anymore, uh, and I feel bad about it because some of it, it was, it wasn't bad, but at the time I was just like, ah, shit, I mean, and, compared to the other. Yeah, people. but you you got loads of costumes as well, haven't you? Ben Misfit. Oh me. Um, yeah. Well, this is it. So, Madame Misfit, she was started, what, 2019, uh, just before the pandemic. And I kind of, so I looked up to, like, Professor Elemental. And when it came to, like, styling and creating a character, you know, I was kind of right. I need a, a 
jacket you know I'm not a girly girl I can't do in steampunk it's all bustles and corsets I was like, I've not got the time for that I'll have a fancy jacket and a silly hat and that'll be my look and um I've kind of done that for a long time and plus because I'm not a comic nerd I hate reading reading's too boring for me <laughs> I just it's too static of a thing mm. um so um, I didn't want to create a background story that was a character from a dimension that came across in a, in a spaceship and all of that stuff. So actually people have kind of create, you know, connected with me more through being a mum, just being a, a normal person. And some of the character, the jacket and the hat has gone and more of actually realism. And it, what I realise now is Madame Misfit is actually my ADHD, my sort of parallel other that's good, coming yeah. through that's, that's a good... massively yeah. well it, it's been you know this year has been massively about self-discovery and um and a bit on my background for those of you who don't know so i was in the i was in the royal air force yeah, I joined 18, last time. Yeah, yeah. and i left what two years ago and now and again this kind of outlandish person would, would rear their head and be a bit banterish and stuff and i'd be and i'd get kind of calm down get get back in your box and that was me that was like the real like madam misfit and it's very tiring being like that all the time um but but that's exactly what she is and like on stage like absolutely coming alive is you know dopamine at its max and you know yeah, yeah, yeah. and it's really i'm trying now that i'm understanding and i'm doing a I hate reading but I, I like kind of watch a lot of the self-help videos on adhd and stuff and kind of work know what works best for myself or how to get myself in those hyper focused kind of moments mm. and stuff so and now that i know for me as a brand and a person people are more interested in me and and the fact that I just have red hair is that was how I became a, a misfit right. um, in all of it. And kind of I've started adding more colour into my life because actually I'm quite a colourful person and the steampunk world is absolutely beautiful. But I've applied myself to so much more, you know, from nerd conventions to fantasy festivals. Um, and this year I will be going to America as wow. well. I can't, I can't say much more oh, okay. on that yet. Boo. So, um, but if you're on my Patreon, you'll find out soon. So. <laughs> Ooh, <maybe. laughs> but, um, um, yeah, going crazy. Got, so I've got two questions for you. Um, what? They're both related to the ADHD side of things. But one, how did you find with the ADHD? Obviously, at the time you didn't know, but um, was that not a struggle for you in a regimented situation? Because you've got you know a brain that's basically fighting against everything and forgetting stuff, and generally being a, a bit useless sometimes in a situation where they need you to be as sharp as attack, Did you struggle with that? Mm. Um, I think it's got, I don't know how you see it as a superpower, worse or better since becoming self-employed because I've managed to use it, you know, to my advantage in a way. Whereas back then it was sort of, I obviously like kept it hidden in a way. It would come out. Yeah. I just obviously masked it very well. My days were very regimented. So I was very good at like, kind of, I was a treasurer. So I was very into my digits and my numbers and my figures and balancing, very focused on that. And muse, I was a musician as well in the military. So I got to have that creative flair and, you know, I absolutely loved, like jazz, improvise, all of that sort of stuff. So that kind of massively won me over. But there, there used to be these times and I never, I could never explain it. And I was like, I just think I couldn't learn the same way as other people. And I would have to relearn things. It would take me quite a while. But once I'd learned it in my way, bam, I was like massively jump, like 
do you was, do you learn know, visually? I find that I I learn will people show <clears throat> physically show, see things than reading it. Um. I, yeah, I don't like reading. I think I literally have to decompartment everything and and work out in my head my own process of learning. I can't even explain how I yeah, learn no. things. I understand. Like with, lyri- <laughs> with, with lyrics, I have to type them out in aerial font, size 14, on a piece of paper, and I can visually see them. If I physically typed them out, that's how I learn my lyrics. Um, and I remember when I was in the Air Force, there used to be just times where I felt like my head was filled with candy floss and filled with flies. And it would just get to the point like um, I was once told I deal with stress very well or a little bit of stress is good for people. And mm. I took that on board, and you know, throw me loads of crap. But now I, I know when I can feel the candy floss coming that like I'm, and then I have to reset, which is either me sleeping or like going for a walk, and I'm, I'm, these are little learning controls yeah, that, I've yeah. that help with me. And they, um, they say yeah. that stress. Well, I, I find I am a lot more. It's not. It's not a good thing. But if if a stressful situation hits in, my brain just switches. Like I'll go from basically being completely, like you said, candy floss. You know, blah blah blah. Every all kinds of voices in my head, doing all kinds of things, not really paying attention. You know flicking on on tiktok not doing anything productive and then some such a stressful situation kicks in and i just sort of click in and do the thing i do what i need and as much as it's horrible and you're, you're you've got all this sort of self-doubt and all stuff but you, you for some reason your hyper focus just kicks in and it gets you through mm-hmm. what you need to do yeah. um yeah. so it is that in, in that part it is a good thing but it kind of needs certain situations like that to to engage it mm. I've I've been using a lot of um do you double it all? Do you get someone to sit with you? Oh That's right, really... see I've heard I've heard about that. Um I, I'm currently on my own. Um so it's <laughs> okay. it's hard for me. To be honest, I in in work it's a bad thing because I go through stages of being high, if I, I and you can tell when I'm hyper focused. If I do something like I, I do a lot of sort of tech stuff and I build spreadsheets and stuff for work and I help with things like that. If I'm into it, I will be there. Like I, I've been there three o'clock in the morning and I've emailed out something. I've just because I'm just like so into it, like enjoying it, into it that I was doing it and it was work and I'm like I'm doing this thing and I need to get it done and I would I would email it out. But it's like. I'd do these sort of like I, I I go through sort of stages. I need somebody to regiment me, and I need sort of like we have a project manager, and I'm super forgetful. Uh, and then she's literally there to kind of go, "Have you done this thing? Have you done this thing? Have you done this thing?" And I'm like, "Okay, yeah, I haven't done that thing. I haven't done that thing." And it's kind of good to have somebody. It's like you said, like doubling. It's somebody who's there yeah. to basically sit with you and not hold your hand, but make sure you're yeah. doing the thing. And as yeah. much as so- initially, I'd be grudged people doing that but you 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 realize that you need it you you need somebody basically doing that i will find any opportunity to get out of a mundane admin task to write music like or to sit sit and scroll i had a friend who it was think it was doing my my thingy bobby um last week tax return because like my naturally i'd like get to the end of a question i was like right i need a break now i'm going to reward myself with a little piece of toast and she's like no you sit down you you finish the <laughs> I whole thing that. And, i do that <laughs> like yeah. oh my treat now and then off i go and scroll in it is yeah it's very telling how many creatives leave doing their tax returns until this month if not later 
yeah but the no, thing is I suppose, it, I suppose it gets to that point where you, you the stress kicks in the problem you get sometimes is if you leave and i'm the same i'm really bad i leave everything to like the last minute and then i just part out like prime example my dissertation in university we had a year to do it we didn't have it we had three hours a week in university to give us time to do our dissertations i did mine in three days um literally just did it in three days and it was it it wasn't a good dissertation, but I did it. And it was just like, um, you know, part of me is like sometimes it doesn't it doesn't work as much as that sort of stressful situation zones you in. Sometimes you don't get as much. And you do, I think, over time need to get some way to regiment yourself. Um, like yeah. my weekend, this weekend, I was meant to be sort of like, I've come back from Northern Ireland. I've got a suitcase that's still there. I've got all this other stuff. And so I try and not overwhelm myself and kind of go, right, you're going to clean this room and that's it. This is, you're going to be your task today. And then you sort of, instead of kind of going, but I need to do this, but I need to do this and I need to do this. And I'm not sure if you've ever seen that episode of um, Malcolm in the Middle where Hal's going in and he... Uh, the light bulb. The light bulb. And then he goes, <laughs> and he's like, oh, I need to do this. Oh, this is creaking. I need to do this. And he, he carries on. And that is literally what ADHD is because you're literally moving yeah. one way. And I will do that all the time. And I find myself yeah. doing it. But you have to stop yourself and go, this is your target today, Matt. It doesn't matter what else you do as long as you do this thing. And that's for like my mission. So I was like, I'm going to clean yeah. the kitchen. But I'll find myself just kind of wandering off going, I- I've done that thing today. So I'm going to sit down and scroll on my phone for a bit. And then two hours later, I'm like, shit, I haven't done the thing. So you go back again. That's it. But then what you mentioned before is deadline brain. I work best. I wait for deadline brain to kick in. I've written songs the night before a show. <laughs> <laughs> like literally because that excites it and so, some of my best work so um power up was written the night before a show oh, wow. and, saying, yeah. and happy, happy to hold as well was written the night before a show um I, but I, it's so bad because they were two cracking songs i kind of rely on it now it's like oh crap maybe i can leave it later maybe i can leave it till the actual day of, like no, no. <laughs> like, so but um but then matt as you were saying you have all these things but then there's the problem that you have too much and you don't know where to start yeah, so then you just don't start and then you procrastinate <laughs> yeah i hate it it's so annoying and it's like people don't it's really hard to explain but you've got so much to do that you do nothing and like i yeah. find myself going and this is a game with because i'm massive i've got a million hobbies and I'm trying to focus on one or two just so I have this thing. But my friends are all, let's do this, let's do this, let's do this. And it gets to the point where I stress out so much about all of them and about everything that I do nothing. And I'm like, my friends want to do this. No, I, I can't because I'm just, my brain's just like completely. But if I do that, then I'm not doing that other thing. And if I'm not doing that other thing, I'm not doing that thing. And then I'm, I'm like, I just don't want to do any of them because I just can't get my brain around it. And it's so frustrating. No so frustrating my um the, the thing that has started to affect me the most and kind of get a little bit embarrassing is my memory for names oh mine's I'm horrible re- yeah it's horrible. really bad and i've actually embarrassed myself quite bad like a, a really serious fan came up and talked to me and in my head i was like yes you know her name you know her name is karen and it came out of my mouth and she came up to me later and just just let you know my name isn't karen 
I was like, I was so sure. So hilariously, I'm now writing a song called I'm Just Not That Good With Names. And it's like my personal apology. And it's basically, you're all just Dave to me now. It's yeah. just <laughs> literally. Is, are you good with faces though? Because I bet, I bet you're good with faces. I bet you recognize people really well. I bet you could, uh, I know yeah. that person really well. But it's just like, I'm the same, like horrible. with. The, I bump into people walking my dog all the time. And I've seen them a million times. And I couldn't tell you their names, despite the fact they've probably yeah. told it to me three or four times. And it's not because I'm being yeah. ignorant, and it's not because it's just it's, it's hard. Can to you can you remember the dog's name, but not the person's name? Because I'm exactly like that. I know it. Oh, that's Fizz. Oh, that's Sizzle. No, it's like oh, there's a feeder over there. I think it's a thing. Called, they, the they, they call it object permanence. So it's basically um, if something and it, it can happen with your friends and stuff like that. If they're not in your life on a constant sort of situation, then. It's not like you forget about it. You just sort of, it just zones out your brain, just doesn't, it, it, well, it is forgetting about it. And it's like, it's that's why you get like, you know, you can see the mess room and stuff but the um what you two can't but everybody else can you can see the mess in this room but it's like you have your sort of like piles of stuff but you know exactly where it's there because you've got that sort of you know you know because you put it there whereas um if other things aren't around you uh that object permanence isn't there and so they forget them so if you haven't seen somebody for a while granted if they've been a friend and you've you know them for a long time that fine stays with you but if it's somebody you only see now and again and they're not in your life on a regular basis you will forget stuff about them or you forget about things yeah. i find it hard in the podcast sometimes and stuff you know there's certain people i remember like yourself i remember you because you know obviously you know we, we i remember certain things but it's like some of the guests we've had on before and that again i struggle to remember what we talked about in the last mm. sort of podcast and stuff because <clears throat> i've only seen them once and my brain doesn't retain that information and to and be stuff. fair matt we podcast a lot of people yeah yeah but it's mm, uh, yeah. yeah. But it's yeah. yeah I, I feel, but like I've got to a point when it comes to names where if I forgot, like I will just like there was a guy I was walking the dog with today, and I've seen him a couple of times, and he's told me his name, and I said like, "Man, I'm really sorry, but what was your name again?" And he, he told me it's Andy, and I'm like, "I'm gonna remember." It's, he's called Andy. That's his name. It's called Andy. But um, I, oh god, I don't even know. now. My brain's kind of going. Was it Andy, Matt? Was it Andy or was yeah. it Tony? <laughs> it's I, when um, fans often get me, want me to autograph something. And I'm kind of like, I've known them for a long time. So what I do now is like, and how are you spelling that? Oh, right. yeah. <laughs> I do the thing where if I forget somebody, I'm like, I need to introduce somebody. And what I'll do is I'll go, this is Pete. And then I stop and I don't introduce them. So the other person goes, oh, I'm such and such. So they do the address. And I'll go, yes, that's it. <laughs> that's it. So if somebody, if, if somebody, if I go up to somebody and go, this is Pete. And this, and then not reintroduce you. I'm sorry. It's because I forgot your name. Yeah. <laughs> or if you're perpetually Duder man. <laughs> it's the it's the root, and this is why. Like, I know I don't need a diagnosis. I was referred actually by the GPs because I thought it was something else. I thought I was like, yeah, just going crazy. And it wasn't until they pointed out, like, by the way, you might just want to be, you know. So. Um, I know I don't I every time I, I talk to someone I said oh suspected suspected ADHD but it's come to a point where I, I think I, I do actually need the diagnosis now because the situations like this happens where I just come across as really rude like I realize I don't focus when people talk I blank out oh, yeah. and then like I to the point like my husband like I have to say I'm sorry I wasn't listening at all 
or I will actually say I don't need to know this piece of information <laughs> this is just like really boring for me like I have to be really blunt because I just know like do you find yeah, that you're I'm, sort of like staring at people and you can hear them talking and they're doing and you're like I'm and you're spending most of your time going I have to listen to this conversation and you're arguing with yourself about I need to you should be focusing on this conversation and then they've said their thing and all you've been doing is arguing with yourself how you, you need to listen to the conversation and you haven't listened to the conversation and then you either have to go uh-huh and, and nod your head or just go I'm really sorry that I didn't hear what you said and then you sound like no. a fucking dickhead and you're just like oh yeah yeah, that's uh, it's getting to a point now. It's it's affecting me. Yeah, so I think, and I think yeah. the diagnosis, like I was the same as yourself. I um, did you? Are you going through Psychiatry UK or what are you going through? Do you know? Oh, I don't know. It's waiting for the doctors. Literally, they've sent the form off, and then I'm waiting for that. Somebody said it can do it via the online. I don't know. Yeah. I'm just waiting. To be well, told, but... like I went through Psychiatry UK, and I only did it because um, my friends were just like, "Dude, you're you've completely ADHD." For me, it was just like growing up. It was, it was just being normal. I just thought it was normal, and I never sort of kind of thought about it. And then shit, shit happened. And uh, I, I was getting myself, I was spending a lot of money, impulse buys and stuff were just like, I was getting myself into so much trouble, as people will see from this, a lot of this stuff. Uh, you know, it's because I'm like, ooh, shiny thing. That makes me happy. I'm not sad. Dopamine hit, dopamine hit. So I like, you know, yeah. and then I'm sad afterwards because I've spent all that money and blah, blah, blah. But I I was getting yeah. to the point where I was, you know, I, was in, I was perpetually in bad relationships. Um, I was spending money on on, on girlfriends and then sort of uh, stuff around me and things. I had no impulse control. Um, I, I, I zoned out a lot. I was just sort of struggling in general and my whole brain was just kind of going, this maybe isn't normal. And there were certain times uh, where it came out a bit more and it was getting it was help. It was affecting my like actually mental health. Like I have this thing. My friend says I live day by day. Where he says like in certain circumstances, um, you work better than most human beings because you can sort of because you're living in the day. All this other shit doesn't affect you. So you're like literally, you know, I when my dad died and all this other stuff happened. Like I, my brain just sort of compartmentalized and I just sort of kind of went, well, this is today and I'm just doing this thing and I, I forgot about stuff and like I forgot about my friends. Uh, kids christening and things and I did all these things because all I was doing was just living in the moment and then I realized I was just like I need to do something about this something's up and I went to the GP and I said look um, it could be ADHD and because it was on TikTok a lot he just he wasn't interested like my GP at the time was just like yeah we get that a lot there's a lot of stuff on social media about it and stuff I said I know I appreciate that but you have to understand I can't hold down a good relationship. I have to always go for the really traumatic ones and stuff because it gives me those dopamine highs and things like that. I can't sort of, you know, I, I, I'm an impulse buy. I'm really bad with money. Uh, all this other crazy stuff. I'm just like, and it's affecting me and my um, emotional state now. It's getting to the point where I can uh. just deal with stuff when it's not. And I, I need help. And I said, look, man, I need help. I said, well, take, you know, the waiting list in the NHS is about three years. And I was just yeah. like is there no other way and he said well i could refer you to any uh with psychiatry uk and i was like well would you please and he went okay and he did okay. now that took because it's a charity and i have to say there's been a, <laughs> it's, it's a bit of a longer story but i i got within 
about, I think it was like six months, I think, I got my diagnosis. And I had a psychiatrist basically ask me a load of questions on um, on, a, on a Zoom call. He asked me loads of questions. Um, and he said, do you do this? Uh, how do you feel about this? What about this? Blah, 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 blah. And then after he says, you know, you you're you're 100 percent adhd you're potentially asd as well you've got a profile for ahd which is basically autism and he says asd and adhd sort of going t- hand in hand and i'm dyslexic as well he said that ties in with it too and he said the asd thing is like you've got aversions to certain things like tastes like mushroom i fucking I, mushrooms i don't know what it is man it just really they freak me out can't sort of have that taste and stuff and so having that diagnosis where somebody literally told me that all that stuff I'd been struggling with, even when I was sort of just accepting that as me back in the day, was a massive sort of like weight off my shoulders. I like I cried. Like it was really weird. It makes me emotional thinking about it now, but like I literally like I cried. I was just like and my friends my friend who had been diagnosed before me said, Look, man, it's gonna be quite emotional for you because you're gonna have somebody telling me telling you that there's something wrong with you and that was the case the entire time and so you're going to have this thought of if i hadn't had that or if i had i known and i could have tried and dealt with it then this wouldn't have Mm. happened and then this wouldn't have happened and then this wouldn't have happened and then this wouldn't have happened and it just this whole sort of emotional state of i'm happy because i know but i'm sad because i I've been told that had it been caught earlier, things may have been different, and that whole thing was a massive emotional roller coaster. It was really mad, mm-hmm. and um, yeah, it's just it, it it's like like I would I would one hundred percent say if you if you think you are just to try go and get that because knowing is yeah. better than anything because it releases you, and then from going from this is normal, this is how I am because you're not trying to prevent anything. Whereas if you mm. know. You then can try, even if you're not on medication, and the medication thing's really hard. I'm trying to get it, and it's been nearly a year to trying to get medication for it. Oh, really? But, yes. Okay. So it took me seven. It took. They said I went on it. I got to the point where I was at the top of the list, and then because, and this is the irony of it, right? So bear in mind, the ADHD is being forgetful and sort of zoning out and all this stuff. They make you sort of check an online portal, and because they sent me a, an email, they sent me an email and text every day saying this is where you're in the list, this is what you're doing. I was like, okay, cool. As long as they're coming in and reminding me, it's fine. And they said, when you're at the top of the list, we'll get in touch with you. And I was like, sweet, I'll get my meds soon. And then I didn't hear from them for a while. I was like, okay, they've, I'm just waiting. A couple of months later, still nothing. And then I just went and I uh, I checked the portal just because I was like, all right, I'll just check it anyway. And they, I had a letter basically telling me that I was being discharged because I hadn't replied to them. And I was oh. just like, but I didn't get an email and I didn't get a text message and it's not my fault. So I, I had this massive moan at them saying, look, I've, you know, bear in mind what ADHD is. It's slightly ironic that you're sort of saying I, I've been discharged because I didn't get back to you. I, I forgot. I, 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 you know, I can't be seen to check this thing every day when you've been taking six months to do stuff. And they couldn't do anything, so I had to wait another six months, get re get re-diagnosed. So this is a re-diagnosed, and now I have to wait. I'm on month three, I think, of another six month wait to try and get back on the titration for the medic medication. Oh. And I t- I'm, I'm like I'm being quite sanguine about it. I'm just like it's it's do you a think charity. that the do you think that you know now you know and that you have coping strategies can help you both i i 
for myself, I am very mindful of how I act now and the way I am with things. It doesn't always help, like, um, because I'm trying not to buy as many toys and things i'm eating a lot more shit i eat a lot of sweets and chocolate and stuff because it helps me sort of feel better so i'm putting on lots of weight and i the other day i was like i'm not i'm gonna go back and i'm gonna start you were nodding there we've um i've written written a whole song called sugar rush oh man yeah Yeah. before i I even knew like and then i was when i was going through this kind of self-assessment thing and i was like just googling sugar and dopamine i was like oh shit yeah like is. okay <laughs> like there's literally i've got bags of haribo in the boot of my i have to lock it in the boot of my car like my friend so adam was like brought me a tray of 15 terry's chocolate oranges oh, for christmas yeah. i know they're yeah. like i've had to lock them in the boot of my car um, like yeah I, my sister bought me a big thing of chocolate i fucking did them all washed up and i just like gone but it's like it is like so i just sort of because i know but the thing is sometimes your brains like it's like two sides conflicting against each other you've got the one side going you need to do the sensible thing and you need to do this but the other side it's like having the devil and the fucking angel and you like the other side's going yeah. yeah but it's so much easier and it makes you so yeah. much happier just to do this well, thing I went, I went to the doctors because i thought i had a multiple personality disorder mm. i like literally the people and you know i'm so different you know i'm mum and very you know boring bland you know villain and then there's this other person um but it's not you know it's it's, it's not it's exactly this. And... it is oh. like, and people don't <laughs> people don't grasp it it is you it's an inner monologue that you're perpetually fighting with to do even small tasks and it's like i, I remember i was i was in a job and i wasn't like i was i was either being late or um i was you know it, it wasn't a job i was suited to and they were putting a lot of pressure on me and that's what made me started kind of thinking it's like but I'm trying my best, and and it, I, I remember sort of sitting with one of the ladies, and I said, "Look, there, I think I might be ADHD at the time," and she's like, "And?" and I was like, "But you, you can understand, it's like I could drop this this thing on the ground, and then I would the 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 sort of devil side of me would go." just walk on it's easier just carry on yeah. where the other side's you should really just pick that up it's just down there like it's easy for you just to get down and pick it up but the other side's mm. like yeah but you have to pick it up and then you gotta find a place to put it and you gotta do this thing even small things you're just arguing with yourself all the time so every yeah. sort of part of your life is an argument and it's draining yeah. it's so draining because you're every small thing you have to do and the only time it's quiet is when you're hyper-focused because you're, like, zoned mm. in on one thing. And hyper-focus yeah. can be amazing, but it can also... Yeah, the- Define performing, Lars, is, is your hyper-focus. I feel like I am flying above my own body mm. and she just takes control. Like, I heard somebody... I follow a few ADHD kind of channels on Instagram and they explained hyper-focus as this sort of, like, membrane slime from your head to that task. And if somebody should chop that, oh, my God, do I turn into bitch mode. Like, if somebody... Like, is it the girl with the blue hair? Is it the girl her fella? Yeah, rocks. Yeah, maybe actually love. Yeah, love that. The only sort of thing against like, and I watch them as well. I find them quite amusing and stuff. I feel so bad for the boyfriend or the husband and stuff because he feels he's just like you know having to put up with this shit. And it's just like you know, one thing I don't try to do is use it as a crutch. Like I've got a diagnosis, I've got a psychiat a psychiat and a psychiatrist sort of document telling me I am this thing. I could be ASD as well, um, but I never use it in work, even when you know I've done something wrong. Because I feel sometimes there's if 
like I appreciate you, you you should be able to if you've got a, for all intents and purposes a disability you should be able to use that and say look I've got a disability but I don't want to use it as a crutch because I don't want the I don't I feel like it's too easy just to kind of go oh I've got ADHD so I should be allowed to ah, because you don't want to be beholden to it yeah I don't want to be beholden to it I want to be able to be better and do it myself than to sort of kind of go on I give up and just go oh I've got ADHD so that's okay and that's the one thing that I don't really because I feel like there's a bit of a mixed message with them where it's like it's okay they accept that from somebody because they're ADHD whereas when I pull my shit I would like somebody even though I've done it wrong, just to tell me that I've fucking, you know, done wrong. And because mm. as much as it is because of your ADHD, you do need somebody. <clears throat> like th- that whole thing about somebody being there with you to do things. You need tell somebody to tell you, that was wrong, that was stupid, that's not what you mm-hmm. should be doing and stuff. And it's like, you yeah. know... And I've had that situation where I've got friends and my, my family are quite good at it as well. You know, that's fucking stupid, you shouldn't do that thing. And I don't like having this thing, especially in work, where I'm like... This is this yeah. is ADHD, and I, granted, if well, if if it gets to the point where I'm really frustrated and I'm like, look, you have to give me some leeway because I do have ADHD. I'm not, I, but I won't rely on it. And I've never I've never uttered the words I have ADHD and work in. I'm 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 42 now, and I've been working most of my sort of adult life. I've never used it as an excuse to get out of anything. Um, but mm. if I was really, 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 really pushed to to a point, I say, look, I do, I do, I did say <clears> to my <throat> boss, I have ADHD. Here's the document. I'm not. You don't have to treat me any differently. But it's a thing, so just bear it in mind. Yeah, so, yeah. 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 um, do you feel like having done multiple um, performing acts? Yeah, it, yeah. How? <laughs> that that's that to be like an almost extension of it does that be fair it is it is that is massively playing to it like i enjoy having these different personas and i in my wardrobe even has different clothes and it's like i can't wear that because i'm not sarah myers today i'm not sarah jane (laughs) oh man i tell you so i'm trying to kind of blend them all together i mean my it basically what separates my acts is the musical style yeah, I'm still the same person like so in my 1940s tribute persona that I do you know obviously most of people of that era are this beautiful English rose who never say a bad word whereas actually it's just me just in you know, a different frock and a different color lipstick and that's probably why I'm quite well known on that circuit because I'm a bit more alive <laughs> than some of the other artists um you know I'm literally yeah. pulling kids up and we're flying around like airplanes and stuff so I'm known for my kind of kookiness um so and then I I, I have another person <laughs> Sarah Myers as well but um I think yeah I think that was the the reason I initially went to the doctors because I'm like I have all these people and I talk about them in the third person and this that and the other and um it's like the way I used to separate my days I felt like I was in the game sims right tasks yeah. And like, I would literally be like, oh, you've just jumped in. I've had to slot that task in front of that because I can't put that chip pan fire out before I've seen the toilet. You know, <laughs> that's how it felt. I would literally, my in, and I talk about things like my in tray. That's my in tray and then my out. And then it's done, it's done somebody else now. And yeah, I very visualize, you know, do how you, things have to run. Do you struggle? <clears throat> um, and again, this is another ADHD. I, I'm sorry if I interrupt you and stuff, but that's another thing. <laughs> you, ADHD people, they interrupt people all the time because you've got an idea and you're like, I need to say that thing right now because, or I'll, I'll forget it and they'll forget it. And you sort of, you just spit it out <laughs> instead of waiting like a gentleman until somebody's finished their conversation. <laughs> but do you find it hard to look people in the eye? Uh, yeah, I've heard somebody say, which eye do you look at? 
then like then you start to think back like oh my god do i look at person I look straight at pe- in the I eye look at people's noses like because oh, I, I i get to the point where i know i like i struggle to look people and i'm not sure if it's the autism side of things but i struggle to look people unless i really really super comfortable with them like family and mm-hmm. things but if it's just a friend or somebody I've not known for a while, I look at them on the nose because it's like I need to feel like I'm giving them eye contact, but I can't look at them in the eye. It's really weird. And so I tend to look at them on the nose to sort of give me that view of them. When I'm performing, um, I can't look at anyone in the eye because I will forget my lyrics. I go into this kind of daze, like I will literally be glossing over and just looking into this fog. And really what I'm mem- memorising is that Word document with Arial size 14, <laughs> like in my head is what I'm pulling back. Um, yeah, that was that was funny. But I did a show um, in Gloucester a few weeks back and it's in the first time that I've looked at somebody and they are saying every word, every lyric of my own song back at me and it was really strange and it, well, that was the point i was like shit what if he knows his my words better than me <laughs> like did that make you forget did you have that because i get that where you have these conversations in your head when you're doing things and then it puts you off so did you see that person saying your words and you're going in your head well maybe they know those words better than me and then you're like crap yeah. i'm singing oh i forgot my words yeah exactly yeah no um i do i do forget my words now and again it's you know and kind of a lot of people, I mean, in the kind of community I'm I'm in, mainly the steampunk, that is completely, they think it's hilarious. And I think that is, it's a good to make fun of yourself sometimes mm. or, you know, it, it is fine. I mean, thankfully, I work in not too serious sort of genres at the moment, but I am trying to move out into more kind of mainstream. So I need to kind of... Sarah Mays, for example. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that was um, a crazy... I mean, all Sarah Myers is exactly, basically, is so... In the world of Madame Miska, I get to work, producers make my music. I'm not just like planes. I need people to make things for me. And then I just come in and sprinkle my dust on top and deliver it. And I have a lot of producers. But there were certain nook of producers that were just reluctant to work with me because comedy is seen as is gimmicky, you know, mm. and kind of short lived and, you know, um, which at first I took a bit insulting, but I'm like, but the part of me that is like a dog with a bone is like, right, no, I'm going to show them um, that at the end, it's Sarah that you really want to work with. Madame Misfit is literally just a front. So if I just literally bolt a different name on and, and lose the comedy side. Yeah. And and then I, I released a, a wonderful track last, um, it was November, wasn't it? Um, yeah. Called Take a Chance, which was absolutely amazing. I mean, the, the ride from that, the music video from it. And I just, I'm kind of very much, if somebody tells me no, then I will come back twice, twice as strong. I'm kind of very much that person. I'm very yep. determined, <laughs> very much so. Yeah. So that was me. I mean, I am still writing new stuff um, in that sort of genre as well. I find it a lot harder to write songs than rap. Songs like, you know, they're they're more, obviously, the words are more meaningful. Rap is very quick and short and the words are lost and gone in the moment. But, Mm. you know, finishing a phrase on a really shit word that's left hanging. And, yeah, so it takes me longer time to write songs. um, And it's all about working with the right people as well. Once you get, because I worked with a record label for that, it's about the little black book working in the, with the right people and who knows who sort of thing. But I mean, people were really worried. I mean, I told my Patreon ages ago that I was doing this project and I'm like, oh no, Madame Misfit's dying. And, you know, I was like, it will never, you know, I'm going to America this year to perform as Madame Misfit, not Sarah Myers. You know, there is still very much. And like, 
as um, I mean, in the 40s world as well, I'm a tribute artist in the 40s world, but I can't sell merchandise in the world of the 40s. Mm-hmm. No one's going to wear my face on their, their vintage outfit. And <laughs> buy, you know, yeah, yeah, so it's true. all very yeah. much. She has, Madame Misfit has the most fun. You know, she cigarette cards, cigarette cards. <laughs> yeah, there we go. <laughs> get, some, <laughs> get, get some of those like fake. Well, I'm not sure if you can buy cho- uh, chocolate cigarettes or candy cigarettes anymore. And then you can get little cigarette cards from yourself. And there you go. <laughs> That's very fun. That's very 40s. There you go. Uh, but yeah. I, cu- I couldn't busk on the streets uh, as Madam Misfit. So that's when my 40s, I do a lot of busking as well. Um, that's what I started doing last year to kind of fill in the gaps. But then if I want to go more mainstream music festivals, it wouldn't be Madam Misfit. It would be Sarah Meyer. So I like, I can dip my toe in a bit of everything. It's very. Do you, do you find writing music as Sarah Meyer is different to writing music as Madam Misfit? Yeah, I mean... I, I I never take myself too seriously, so it is hard to take that out a little bit. So yeah. instead of that comedy side, I kind of put along that fierce kind of girl power thing. Like that's the attitude. I, I fire into that instead. Um, yeah, I think, and I like to be that sort of wild card, like in the genre. So electro swing, which is kind of vintage remix. Um, you know, there's a, a scattering of, of amazing ladies that do it, but I like to be that one that brings a little bit different, you know, hence my, um, the music video that was released, we um, shot it in an old abandoned brickyard and um, I took a sledgehammer and my friends mm. were blowing fire and it was amazing, but within minutes of the video going live, someone messaged me saying, how dare I smash up this old building and not going to have you reported and this, that and the other. And I was like, and it really shot me down. I was really upset. And I had, I've explained um, that actually the bricks were placed on walls with coloured powder and all of this, that and the other. And, um, you know, it's kind of, it was amazing to see my vision come to life. And I'm very, you know, passionate person. But when someone shoots you down like that and you're, I was ready to pop the champagne and then literally and I stole my thunder. Like, Ooh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that, like, you always get it. Like, it was I... that dopamine hit. It was that high somebody snipped it and oh man like i I get it like with uh when i get like maybe like you get viral videos from a dog and stuff and like oh this is brilliant i'm getting something you know something good and then somebody will come in with some fucking inane sort of like um bitch call it saying you're a bad dog owner or you're you're you've done this wrong and stuff and you're just like that high just some it doesn't matter about everybody else being nice i think think that's just like just like uh, that's just part of like modern social media you can you put something out there you're really proud of it and it looks great it is genuinely amazing and then some shithead pardon the language <laughs> will come along and go well i think you'll find i mean i did an article a few years ago about vaccines at the end of 2020 so i got the anti-vaxxers coming after me i was like i was really proud of this article looking at how you go from you know initial research to bulk manufacture how do you get a vaccine out to billions of people mm-hmm. how do you do that how do you kind of get and maintain all the other vaccines and the messages I got were just horrific because there's just people out there that are just out to that yeah. get their kicks, that get their kicks out of just being absolute shitheads. Trolling, trolling. I find exactly. you, you, YouTubers are the worst. Oh, yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, it's just... That's why I've like, yeah, I don't look at the comments on YouTube anymore. They always say that. Really you should, you do, you, do, you switch off the, do you switch off the comments? I don't because part of me likes praise. I've got a praise <gasps> kink. Kink, don't kill. Yeah, no, that, <laughs> I know. I mean, like that's, that's really more creative. We need that kind of, you know, yeah. you need affirmation. Kind of... You do. You need that affirmation. Yeah. With the ADHD thing, you, do, you need that dopamine hit as much as you can get and stuff. You 
really that prominent, but uh yeah. yeah i think in my little world like sci-fi weekender is the best i go there and i feel absolutely amazing and then some random on youtube who doesn't even know the genre or the context or what a womble is comes along and be like what is this pile of shit you're like Oh, <laughs> you know, and then I'll block them and ban them. Then they'll create a new account and they'll come back. And I'm like, oh my God, just leave me alone. So, but you can't like, there's other, like this person that was having a go about me smashing up buildings, which I wasn't. Everyone, all my friends were like, oh, just block her. And I was like, I can't, I'm a business. I, I can't, I have to deal with this properly. Yeah. So there's all of that sort of things comes into it. But, um, but yeah, but that was, uh, I, I, I just seen the time as well. I need to talk more about my <laughs> So anyway, no, I'm that sorry. Was that was that was me getting you, know, you off on an ADHD thing. That's right. I find it very interesting. Let's talk about this forever. I will message you later. But um, so last August, I shot an amazing media video as Sarah Myers, and you can find that it was called "Take a Chance." And the I, nobody really asked me about the title. Uh, oh, I know it was called "Take a Chance on Me" because "Take a Chance," everyone thought it'd be an ABBA remix. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, so it was "Take a Chance on Me." And the idea was the video was kind of filmed like, I'll oh, take a chance on me, kind of risk and everything. But actually, it was speaking out to those in the music industry to take a chance on me. It was oh, a personal kind right. of like, Look, I'll show you. Yeah. So so that was quite the irony that was quite funny. Um, so that was August. I shot the music video. And then back end of August, I do a huge steampunk event, uh, the Asylum in Lincoln, okay. which is the world's largest um, steampunk festival. Um, which was mental and I kind of did a show the Friday night and the Saturday I did what did I do the Saturday uh, my BAPs my BAPs were out uh, the plane. <laughs> get your BAPs out <laughs> sort of Monty Python um, carry on um, it's all very funny we do a lot of the carry on exercises kind of like Barbara Windsor start, oh, start things right. Blackadder very much I kind of get people marching and I've got this cane and kind of oh then we all wear moustaches as well once they graduate as pilots um, and then they get given a nipple award which stands for the National Institute of Profe- Professional Piloting License so <laughs> they get us a little so you've got, you got baps and you've got nipples <laughs> exactly baps and nipples and some people have done it more than once they've got a pair of nipples now so it's it becomes yeah and I I liked the idea so actually I quite think as a businesswoman my acumen's you know pretty good because the idea is now that events book me as Madame Misfit but I can also extend you know can have me daytime my family friendly bap show and plus it's the overhead jokes that that work quite well in the world you know and so I like that and then I bring a circus along I like this idea that I kind of a one-stop shop so um for doing bits and bobs but uh but yeah that was sort of the August um we had some more circus in between and then my nerd nights which are like my new very new exciting thing and that was literally teaming up with wonderful Adam Colclough. Oh, has he been on here before? He has once. Yes, he has. We should get him back on again, actually, because he's a good laugh. Literally. So me and Adam, we met last November. No, not last November. November before last. Yeah, when Sci-Fi was just the first one back after lockdown, wasn't it? And um, my gosh, like, literally, we clicked like that. I, I He's literally my brother, like from another. He was in the Maldives and... last. You were talking about Lanzarote Christmas. Yeah. He was in the Maldives yeah. last Christmas, I think. He's, I think he's flying back as we speak now. Uh, I think he's on his way back, um, and he does that every year. But like, truly, our little our connections and our kind of pros and how we work with each other, like, is amazing. So his world for circus and nerditry. So 
I think was just a natural thing and you know you came along and I think it was a really successful so it was an amazing little reunion from the sci-fi community to come yeah. together in Sheffield um where we shot it and Adam did his wonderful bubble kind yeah. of um <laughs> bubble thing and uh, will it sink or float as well as the nerdy bits and then we did a little dip tribute to um fallout didn't we did you like yeah that? i mean i was not that expecting little... adam to be such a good singer he really surprised me and i was really impressed at his singing yeah. i was not expecting that no that was cute so uh yeah matt we, adam sung um I don't want to set the world on fire. on fire. And then I came on. You do that really well, by clarinet. the way. I felt like I was listening to that song. Yeah, that's, that was really good. <laughs> Without even I knew the words. So he came and sang on with my old mic. And then I played the clarinet halfway through instead of the little talky thing that happens halfway through the track. Um, yes, we did that halfway through. I think that ended the first half. And um, yeah, it was just a really well thing. So we are doing our next one. We will be kind of advertising it more, but it is going to be in Peterborough. Um, we decided Peterborough was a lovely little kind of halfway house. I'm just going to try and pull up my little... It's in September. Because I like it to be like six months after sci-fi sort of thing. Um, but let me have a look. But yeah, they're called Nerd Nights. Yeah. And I'll kind of be selling tickets at Sci-Fi Weekend or have a little QR code sort of thing. Um, 21st of September. And whereabouts is this? September. Hey, It'll be in Peterborough. 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 Oh. So, um, like a lot of people, when we were asking them what, what you need in that and good public transport connections, and um, Peterborough City Council, actually, after my Lincoln Circus big show, so I live in Lincoln, Peterborough City Council contacted me oh. and said, can you come and work with us? And anyway, so hence the Nerd Night will be supported by Peterborough City Council. Oh, but wow. not only Peterborough Council themselves, it's actually the guy who headhunted us is Brian Blessed's godson. <laughs> oh. so he's, yeah. Um, he is massively involved in the the Doctor Who scene. I think he's a location finder for filmmaking or something. It's nice. all very exciting. Oh, wow. So um, I I don't fully understand it in my own way, but what I believe is that he finds locations for, in Peterborough to sell them out to big film companies. They pay the council, and then the council have to offset it into the arts. And I am the arts, so that's I think how it works. Yeah. So, but yeah, so lovely plans um, in Peterborough with with Nerd Night. Um, but yeah, the the QR code and all of that will be coming out, and it'll again be me and Adam and our much funness and reunion. And the idea is that we're going to have control of the venue for the day. So because I know people are keen on board games throughout the day, and and then the evening will also turn into the night do and stuff. Oh, nice. So, but we had a we had a great time last night. It was crazy golf and um, escape rooms. I'd never made one out until you know shoved myself in a room with twenty nerds. And I oh, I do love it. I do love first. escape rooms. Yeah. So it could be very frustrating. I, I know, Gavin. Who's one of is really into escape? He does escape rooms like bam, 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 um, all day. And I was in with Gavin, yeah. Yeah, he knows <laughs> the stuff, and he's going to be out also at Sci Fi Weekend and running the board games section. Is Gavin Thomas? No, Gavin Jones. Gavin Jones. Mm. Yeah. Sorry, there's a yeah. Gavin Thomas in the in the comments. He said, "Hi, yeah." And yeah. Antonio Aww. the Great being being playing Fallout so much Aww. recently, and thinking about missing that moment every time I hear that song. <laughs> 
yeah i think it needs to i think i'll have to see if adam will do a comeback at sci-fi and sing for his first yeah. time oh, it was beautiful. Like it's, it's really good he's really really good so i was like generally surprised i was not expecting that from adam i like a little bit of surprise I, again it was one of these little mad two in the morning ideas i was like I wonder if and then it just happens I think it's going yeah. to be a staple now so um yeah we there's a few other songs of the fallout scene that he keeps sending me so we should do this together I was like, okay so we shall say excellent <laughs> on, on, a, on a on a on a sort of kind of slightly uh random note but kind of segueing in from your blind blessed um was it his son he said his godson, godson, godson yeah, yeah. So, it has no relation to them whatsoever but my my brain's kind of linked it to something else but my mum told me um this this christmas <laughs> you know jamie dornan the actor jamie dornan who was in 50 shades of gray the irish oh, actor yes. the 50 shades of gray actor yeah he's in a lot of things recently he was in belfast and irish actor my mom's like, I've kissed his dad. <laughs> I was like, what? And she's like, yeah, yeah. So his dad is a doctor or was a doctor. And um, like, and my mom's English, so she must have done it when she was in Northern Ireland with my father. And I was like, she's like, I kissed, I kissed, I kissed his dad on New Year's on New Year's Eve one night. And I was like, really? And she always, every time she sees him on TV, she brings it up. I'm like, where was dad? <laughs> I I found out that my mother-in-law used to date the lead singer of Tears for Fears. Wow. Wow. <laughs> yeah, that's hilarious. So, wow. Yeah. Mad. Especially, yeah. That's a funny old thing. But, uh, <laughs> but yeah, I think, like, Nerd Night was September. I've done some wonderful little self-ran <laughs> gigs this year. So it's nice that Gavin's in the comment because I did one in Birmingham. And self-run gigs are my, my new thing. So because I haven't got a promoter, it's hard, really hard to get into some venues without someone representing you. Um, so the, the hardest work is when I have to self-promote my own things and literally every ticket goes personally. And there was a gorgeous little venue in Birmingham called The Tilt, and it's a pinball cafe. It's absolutely amazing. And supporting the art, they let you have the room for free and they just take the bar, which for us is an absolute blessing. But my God, I had to drive through the centre of Birmingham on the tram lines. Oh. Like I was driving past New Street, like literally screaming to unload all my PA and stuff. <laughs> but I had a room, I had a mixture, I had a mixture of steampunk nerds. And then there was this total mum group at the back. These ladies in their 50s, they were, we have no idea what to expect. And they were like leading the conga line with a peacock headdress on. It was just like, <laughs> it was amazing. I was like, yes, like, like to do a co convert like thing. And I did a gig recently. That was it. The, the, so the last gig of the year was um, the uh, Blues Harvest Holiday, holiday special. Oh, that I did yeah. over in Preston. And that was amazing. Absolutely amazing. But that was a totally brand new audience for me. You haven't done Manchester uh, yet, have you? I've never done that. No, I, but kind of that side. So I'm originally from Chester. All right, okay. Um, Chester's a nice city. But Madam Misfit, yeah, well, yeah, it's gorgeous. But I kind of, I get a bit nervous about going to two brand new. You know, it's nice to have some people that can support you there. My good eggs, as I call them. Right, Gavin yeah, yeah. was a good egg at Birmingham. And um, so I'm now that I've done Preston once, I'm like, right, okay. So that pushes me a little bit into the northwest, kind of maybe like Liverpool, Manchester, that sort of bit. But um and then, uh, so, yes, I mean, Blues Harvest were, were absolutely amazing yeah. to work with. And they've mentioned maybe me joining them on nice. a thing or two, which nice. would be oh. amazing. Yeah, yep. love that. So that was that was epic. And there was 
there was a guy who started it. He was called Eight Bitch, and he was playing like Casio calculators, but they were wired in, and I, I could. It was above me. It was well above. Yeah, there's me, actually but... a scene to that, and I can't remember what it's called, but I remember like back in the early days, Geek Pride. There was <laughs> oh, what's the name of the place? Arden House or something. Not Arden House. That's the name of my my doctors. Uh, but there's it's something like there's one. It was sort of in Manchester, but they do like a thing where they get Game Boys and like you said, Castle, and they create music using these things, and it's mad. It's like it's just like it's yeah. retro music, but they're using like Game Boys and things like yeah. that. It's really good. Really it was good. crazy. The the hard thing was like it needed to be like screened up onto a projector because this guy's just here doing all the stuff. Hence why it kind of went over my head. And it wasn't until Adam explained what was going. On. he's like literally my nerd translator I'm like oh, okay that's what's happening so as I, I jump out with a mustache and a box of sweets I'm kind of like <laughs> you know <it's... laughs> I'm so mad I literally like and that was the weirdest thing because obviously everyone Preston Way is like full-on um Blues Harvest and a lot of the other bands and I was like and now for something totally different like um yeah it was epic it was a way to, to properly finish the year was was really lovely um and the guys in that band are amazing but um but yeah i mean this this year holds america an america thing so yeah. if you want to know more about that join patreon but i'm not even allowed to tell them yet um it's that that secret um america got cancelled on me i was meant to be out there in a couple yeah. of weeks um it all got cancelled um but then I'm trying to think what's, I'm trying to think what's going I'm not I'm not guessing so at least I push you in a predicament but I'm sort of trying to I'm trying to think about what's going on in America in the next couple of months and stuff it's, and... it's not a sci-fi thing oh right it's okay steampunk thing so I think but um but yeah this year because I was going to do Edinburgh Fringe that was my big thing oh, for yeah. the year Ooh. um so I was ready I was writing the material so I blanked out most of August and then this kind of came in I was like well thankfully actually I turned away a lot of work so I, I can go to America so so those of you who because I went to Glasgow last year finally went and met the steampunks of Glasgow go bless them and um i kind of was announced yes i'm coming to edinburgh edinburgh fringe but i won't be i won't be this year but it will happen it's on my my big old bucket list that and uh crowd surfing <laughs> you've never crowd surfed before <laughs> no but but if you come Sci-fi in like, weekend, uh, oh, i'm bringing man. a dinghy back, i'm bringing a dinghy <laughs> back in back in the day when i when i was when i was but a young whippersnapper going to gigs crowd surfing was all i went for i didn't even care what the band was as long as i could crowd surf i thought it was the best thing ever until one fateful one fateful day where um i was watching it was reef i think it was reef of all people and stuff again they had this big thing in belfast it was like a festival thing outside and crowd surfing back in northern ireland you're not allowed to do it you get kicked out as soon as they grab you and stuff so i was always like get to the front and then getting down and then sort of going back but this one they i figured out that you could crowd surf and they would kick you out but they would take you outside and you could just run right round again and get back in so i was doing this i would crowd surf get kicked out come back round again come in do it three or four times the bouncers are getting really annoyed with me because they were kicking out the same guy every time and then <laughs> i remember cry- trying to crowd surf and I can't remember what song it was. I just remember it was Reef. And I got dropped on my back and the bouncer fucking oh. laughed his ass off at me and stuff. And he said, then that's what you get for that. And I was like, well, okay, fine. All right. Oh, so I didn't cry surf yeah. after that. Lesson oh, learned. <laughs> I know. Yeah, but I'm so like... Um, I want to say I'm like a responsible... So there's this person, like, we're saying juggling with my 
my two my two brains like I really want to grow myself and not give two shits but then there's part of me like no there's children out there and there's people that will really really (laughs) struggle yeah so I'm literally I've told Adam like can you warn people that this is going to happen if they don't feel physically able (laughs) and then it kills the birds you go down you fly down I've seen so many videos of people crowd surfing and then the the, the crowd just parting and then just going boom and then flying I know well I have visions at Sci-Fi Weekender we've got got our own caravans isn't there I was like yeah. as, long, as long as nobody kidnaps me and literally takes me back to the caravan I think Tevin's going to run out with the uh, dinghy on I know this is what I mean I'll bet you like kind of kidnapped and off I go the guy but... from um... <laughs> The guy from Papa Roach, uh, when we were sort of young and in university, we went, you know, yeah. when Papa Roach were a big band, um, he used to tape his shoes to his feet because there was a, a thing about people stealing his <laughs> shoes and stuff like that when he cried. Uh, I've heard about that. Well, like the idea, I went to see Rammstein last year right, yeah. and they oh. had like a separate stage in the middle of the arena. Yeah. And then, yeah, they got in the dinghy. I was like, I want that. Like, they, also had a, <laughs> they also had a giant penis that squirted foam. <laughs> oh man, Rammstein yeah, are fantastic, and a lot of fire. Their stage presence. I mean, I wasn't really into their music. My my other half got the tickets, and I went with him. But I was like, my god, what a show! Yeah, like, yeah, showmanship. Oh yeah, wow. I've been god. to guests saw... like that where you've just like, I'm not into this music, but they're fucking amazing for what they do. I saw them at Nottingham Ice Arena, and it took them five days just to reset the ice because there was so much fire jesus yeah i mean i wasn't i wasn't in the what's it's not called the inferno pit is it but there's like uh the front row bit where you lose your eyebrows but i could feel the the heat where i was yeah i was like oh my god waves of heat just coming straight across the uh, arena immense i just and i love the idea i mean their keyboardist just walks on a a treadmill like i love the bazaar i think that's yeah. like yeah my my brain was in like overdrive i was like this I need <laughs> what? yeah i need oh. a pram with a baby and it covered in flies <laughs> yeah I need all of that yeah props uh... i think that's the one thing i've kind of now that my being a solo artist and keeping the attention of an audience looking at you for 45 minutes an hour solidly means i either need to move more which i am known for running around or bigger props like planes like so it literally like because like when i work with bands i always feel like really like oh i'm a tiny little one man person like trying to and there's always that hard i would love to headline things but there's always that thing like bands will always top me I'll, i'll always support a band and it's trying to make that that's my my, my next yeah, thing yeah. really as an artist yeah. is to kind of get above the bands um so i need to be doing these weird wonderful and you know holy beautiful things and Absolutely. you know i think the, the the way i'm sort of like realizing that i miss it is it is by inspiring people the amount of people that come forward with these wonderful stories um or how they've used my music to help them gear them through these times and <clears throat> just this not caring you know and having this just you know sense of I don't know, a little bit of craziness, you know, in this such chaos, chaotic world we're in at the moment, then just kind of releasing that inner child is is actually the, the perfect, you know, promotional tool. And it's just me being me, really. So, um, yeah, so that's my sort of big, big aim. I'm not saying it's going to happen this year, but that's my my goal is to beat the bands and, yeah. get, and get on the top, I think. So, yeah, nice one. Yeah, why not? So little me doing yeah. my thing. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> Definitely. Yeah, I mean, well, 
I'm looking forward to seeing the um, dinghy. Yes, I know. Are you going to get like a child's one? I feel like I need to go now just to see that, just for the dinghy. Well, I'll go home. It's, it's where big I'm... swan. I could get a giant swan, couldn't I? Yeah. Like, God. <laughs> rubber duck. Rubber duck or something. Um, yeah, it will happen. Yeah, and I think I know what song I'm going to do because it's, it's going to be hard to try and sing in it. I, I, I thought this what Rammstein did was kind of did, did it during a instrumental bit. Mm. So it just kind of like just surfed the dinghy around yeah. the crowd. and just kind of kept... quite a... Mine's quite a chanty thing. It would be a cover, um, but I think it would be quite a good... I think to have everyone in it together invested, it needs to be a big song. Antonio says he's looking forward to that, so I guess it's done now. You've got to, you've got to do it. <laughs> yeah, he's coming. Yeah, he's coming. <laughs> he's heard it first. And Anthony's one of my one of my Patreons, one of the valid... Yeah, yeah the, the mighty, the biscuits. I have... So my Patreon, again, was something I wanted to do last year. And it's been really good. It's been kind of like, for those little secrets that I haven't been able to tell people, they all know um and they're kind of my biscuit barrel so i just have one level so i kind of wanted it to be accessible for everyone um unlike all these massive patreon kind of things i just it's just three pounds a month which is the cost of a coffee and you get everything because i can't handle the stress of someone paying me 20 pound a month and then thinking oh crap i haven't given that exactly so everyone's a rich tea so now when i go to events and people are bringing me up rich tea biscuits or i've had little biscuit like badges made for me and stuff it's really cute so um so yeah so it's really nice that i've got this little collective little community that i can kind of whisper i, I say i'm off for a little nibble in the biscuit barrel and off i go and have a little chat with them and stuff and and how can a... people find your patreon <clears throat> i'll just literally put madam misfit into patreon or if you're on like instagram i've got a link tree to everything so oh. either there's only one madam misfit thank goodness there's so either one. Could you, you don't imagine? Have to cut any, you don't have to cut anybody's head off. I then. found, I found when it, just about six months after I started out as a writer, there already was a Peter Allison, yeah. an Australian uh, writer, and the, since then there's also become a DJ called Peter Allison. So now I am have to be Peter Ray Allison. Just to differentiate. Well, you're always going to be yeah. Peter Ray Ellison to me, Pete. That's, that's Thank just you who very you much. are. Yeah. You are Peter Ray Ellison. Mm. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, I mean, like, I mean, it's handy for me, the name. I mean, I, I don't know. I kind of I discovered the name on a whim, really. I was kind of like, again, but thankfully it's a name that actually hasn't aged or I'm still enjoying. And it kind of is both of, you know, that misfit does kind of go with the whole ADHD thing as well. And the, the madam thing is kind of like when I work a lot of circus or cabaret or burlesque sort of thing. So, so yeah, no, I love, I love the kind of idea of um, kind of, I've got, this year is all about bringing colour into my life like my music is very colorful but actually a lot of my kind of promotional stuff isn't much which is just silly I don't know why the two never married up so I've got a very exciting photo shoot happening in a couple of weeks where um a little bit of a nod to a certain Ziggy Stardust will be playing yeah so I'm having all that done at the moment which is I've just got to buy lots of outfits so (laughs) you mentioned outfits before and I'm a sucker (laughs) yeah I mean yeah because you got like gold uh golden suit Mm, well. Yeah, I've that, got a gold that's, one. That's yeah, actually not... fetish wear, would you know? That's like wow, you go on Amazon. Like a bit of fetish. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> 
go on Amazon and type in like gold fetish wine. It comes, so it's it's actually all see through. Like the, there's little holes. I wear leggings and a black top underneath it. Ah. But yeah, you, you can get it in black, gold, red. So I think there should. I'm I'm waiting for someone to cosplay me at Sci-Fi in my little <laughs> <laughs> like. But I've started wearing these little zip tie crowns, which. Yeah. So they annoy Adam because he didn't realise they were made out of zip ties. And I'm kind of like, they're, they're very effective. They look really cool. But um, I was going to make them as merchandise. And I might, but they should come with a warning because I've stabbed people in the eyes so many times. <laughs> like, And I was like, I can't be responsible for that. If I arm you all at Sci-Fi Weekender with these like literal head Trojans, like kind of, you know, <laughs> it's not worth it. So I might make like little mini, mini ones. But yeah. But yeah, so no, I've got yeah, I've got the gold, the one piece. I've got the multicolor Ceramias one. Oh yeah, that was beautiful. I wore that. I've got a lot of shoulder feathers, and then I've got a lot of. Well, this will be my new one as well, um, to bring a little bit of color in and stuff. But yeah, I love a good outfit. I got a lot of circus stuff as well, circus leotards, and yeah, I kind of. This is the idea. As Madame Misfit grows, I don't have to be just known for wearing that hat and that jacket. I want. To just be known mainly for just having red hair is, is the sort of thing in <laughs> my music. So um, yeah, I think so. But uh, but no, it's exciting. I kind of I don't know. Who knows? In twenty in twelve months' time, I'll probably be talking about something. <laughs> we'll, we'll be our first guest. Us tradition. Us tradition. We will start in twenty twenty five. Yeah. What is Madam Miss it doing in twenty twenty five? Twenty twenty five. I've already got bookings. Would you believe it? Well, that's wow, a, that's good. That's I know. Good, that's good. I know. But it's it's getting to the point. Like my husband's like. Sometimes I wish you weren't so successful because literally we don't we, we can't do anything. Like yeah. you know, friends invite us to things and stuff. I'm, like, I'm really sorry, but I'm doing this show. I'm a career and I, girl. Like, I am. I'm. I'm so driven. Like music is my you know my my biggest passion I, I never switch off like my dictaphone on my phone is so f- I mean today I've been writing this um I'm just not that good with name songs about Dave um it's all in little bits on my phones and stuff and harmonies and melodies and like between leaving the RAF and doing this full time I was a GP receptionist and oh my god I hated it so much like I think that's when I realized I cannot leave music it's just it's, it's in yeah, me it's absolutely in part of me it's my language it's yeah I can't switch off so um but yeah it's it's an exciting year and I, I'm pretty happy that till the end of September I'm pretty much chocker it's 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 amazing but if you if anybody is listening out there brand new I mean I'm on everything other than Twitter X. X. I don't know what it's X. Yeah, it's, a, it's a dying platform I now. I think we use I'm it. I'm not on that. <laughs> and I'm not on TikTok. I'm not on TikTok either. You're not on TikTok. You, you know, no. I, no. You need it. I, I think know, I'd get too addicted to that. It is, it is. It is addictive. I've got three <laughs> accounts. One for history, one for nerdy stuff, and one for my dog, uh, which is technically mine, but it's <laughs> my dog's. And... Um, yeah, it, and the it, dog's most successful. Yeah, mate. Oh, that's right. The, the Geek Pride one's got what a thousand. My history one's yeah. got like six thousand. My dog's got one hundred and forty-six thousand, and it's just <laughs> Jesus. Yeah. And do you, do you, I see TikTok straight away for me is it's just filled with videos of you doing little dances, is it? No, no. It's um, it's basically <laughs> my, uh, the videos like a while are basically my dog doing Indian dog things. Um, anything of any uh, any interest, import or of any substance where I've put thought into it 
nobody is interested. My dog coming in out of the snow gets 14 million views. My dog doing something <gasps> stupid, you know, gets a million yeah. views. Me trying to pull my dog because he's been an asshole gets a, a million views. Whereas me sort of trying to talk to them about sort of not abandoning dogs and, set, you know, sort of, you know, being a good sort of dog owner and things like that. Yeah, a couple of thousand it's views. And it's just like, yeah, nothing. I think that's what I used to get really bogged down, especially the things I really take a lot of time over. And then you look at the algorithms and you kind of I mean, I don't massively get into all the stats and stuff, mm. but it really saddens me when like you know, I've put a lot of time and effort into something or I'm really trying to push a new thing and you're kind of like, why are you fighting against me, Meta? Like, what's... So mailing lists have been my new thing this year and so far I've been quite successful. And I said after that, it's fax machines and then carrier pigeons. That's the route I'm going, Yeah, it's, it's quite like, I, I was upset. I, I was obsessing about sort of like, especially with, with Geek Pride early days and stuff. And then it just got to the point where... I stopped caring about it and stuff. It's just like it, it was. It was taking an effect on me enjoying doing doing this and stuff like that. And now it's like it is what it is. We 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 get what we get. You know, if people are into it, brilliant. If they're not, they're not. And I just sort of you know we just kind of do our thing. Um, but yeah, you TikTok again. I don't you know my history when I just go in and do it when I want. The problem you get is if you get a um a viral video especially one where you're getting 14 million views and stuff and you're actually making some money off it you're just like yeah. i kind of want to do that again that was awesome yeah. <laughs> yeah. when you've got, how literally... can you replicate yeah, that and then you're you, and you try it. and you can't and then and then down like i half a year down the line some random video of yours just pops off or something and i'm just like for fuck's sake didn't even put any effort into that one that just did it you know so <laughs> it is what it is people like what they like yeah. and it's just you know it is always going to be that way but but yeah that's it i think this year is just basically going to be all about a lot of color um new music and i kind of i've mentioned that i'm going to write a third album but the way my books looked when i counted them last week <laughs> kind of like maybe not but there'll definitely be new music at my at my shows and if the release is postponed to next year then that's fine but new music new shows and a crowd surf excellent <laughs> oh, what a year Right. Well, it's been a pleasure. Uh, before you go, actually, so do you want to give us the uh, the so where where can people find you? Uh, where can well, the, the easiest way is just literally Google Madam Misfit. Go into whatever platform you like the best. So Facebook, YouTube, Spotify, Instagram. You can find me all of those. I think SoundCloud's got a few bits on there as well. Um, or just my website, www.madammisfit.co.uk. And Madam without an E. I'm not that posh. So, <laughs> Madam. No, it's not that. So Madam Misfit. And on there, you literally can find everything from my Patreon links through to music videos, photo shoots and everything. And booking requests well it's been an absolute pleasure um it's been really good you know uh having you back on again we'll we'll see you uh first thing 2025 for our our traditional intro to the year um but yeah uh thank you very much uh for me uh being matt geary with me has been my co-host peter allison good night everyone and our (laughs) special guest starter of the year madam misfits hey have a good one guys Bye. bye